This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to The Blank Podcast, the podcast where we delve into those difficult moments with some well-known guests. I'm Giles Paley-Phillips and with me today is James Dore Daly, as he is every week actually. No different. That's very true, yeah, hello. Sounds sounds very formal. Mm. I don't get referred to by my full name uh, much, but um, I feel like I'm in trouble. Am I in, am I in trouble? Um, don't think so. Unless you know <laughs> something I don't. I have to think about that. <laughs> um no, it's, 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 yeah. No one really calls me that, actually. Because we've not even, my wife and I haven't even officially changed our names. We've just sort of, it's, it's Facebook. You're winging official, it, basically. It's basically official. Yeah, we're winging it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> as we have done for many a year in our respective careers. Um, but yes, hello, hello to you. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I've been a bit under the weather this week, but it's all right. Oh. Nothing too. Yeah. What's well, that time? It, yeah. Time it's, yeah, just I think we're very tired on our household. I think we're what um obviously this is we're recording this the week before half term. So I think that's probably hmm. we're all needing half term. The kids and yeah. Michelle. Um who is a teacher as well. So yeah, so I think we're all just a bit knackered. Mm. You got anything planned after? Nah. <laughs> Chill out. Well, who knows Chill what's going to happen. We're in uh I mean, obviously, people will be hearing mm. this um, later down the line, so we will we will know what we're talking. Basically, we're talking in the future, but in the past, we are talking. We're talking in the past, yeah. in the future, somewhere. Yeah, it's sort of just like Marty McFly, yeah, doing a podcast. Yeah, who knows what the mm. country will be in uh, by the time this comes out? Tier one, tier two, tier three. I, don't, I hope everyone's doing okay. I'm, I'm sure we've got people listening all around the country. I hope wherever you are, if you've gone into stronger tears or whatever it is i hope, I hope everyone's doing okay but 
it's a bit of an uncertain time again, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And um, I think just, I mean, globally, I guess, with things like with the election in America and stuff, I think, um, yeah, it's all, ju- it's all just been a bit of a roller coaster that we all trying to get off. Well, that will be, by the time this, by the time this podcast goes out, that will have been announced yeah. as well. So I'd just like to congratulate President Biden yeah. on his Please. election. God, <laughs> Please. Oh, God. Oh, we might God. have to re-edit the pod if he doesn't. Um, no. Yeah, I'm let's, do it. With let's it. do it. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to recognise him as president. Well, let's just recognise him. And well, one of our past guests, uh, Mr. John Sweeney, the brilliant John Sweeney, has a £500 bet on. So I'm hoping for him, uh, for more reasons than one, on than the Biden, Biden wins. wins. Yeah, so um, he oh, might God, be laughing now. I hope there's numerous reasons <laughs> now. I hope so. Uh, anyway, let's not. Uh, do you know what? Actually, let's not. Let's not bring the mood down can i quickly actually before we get into mm. introducing this week's guest uh, which is the amazing emma kennedy and i have to say this week's episode is so there's so much advice packed into this week's episode it's if you are a creative mm. who needs advice get your notepad out because there's some genuine tangible bits of advice before we do that can we just talk about briefly and again this is six or seven weeks before the pod goes out can we talk about what a legend marcus rashford is? oh absolutely wonderful yeah. my, my twitter is just full yeah, of love yeah. for him the guy Incredible. is saving Incredible. the country Incredible. on yeah. his own. Uh, he's just—he's—he's he's a credit to footballers who don't get enough credit, you know, for the mm. charity work they do. By the way, behind the scenes, which you never hear about. Um, he's a credit to young people. He's a credit to British people. The, the guy is just yeah, yeah, amazing. Absolutely, can't can't agree more. Um, yeah, in, incredible things that he's been doing and the campaign to feed um, feed uh, kids in poverty. Um, you know, and I just um, hoping by the time this comes out that. The, the government has done a U-turn on, on the decisions it's made in recent weeks. So, yeah, um, let's hope by the time this comes out that, that things have changed. But, yeah, incred- incredible human being and uh, what a campaigner. I mean, incredible. Just, I mean, he, he also, he, he speaks, I've seen him on BBC Breakfast a few times, he speaks mm. so humbly and so well. And so he speaks from yeah. the heart, you can tell every time. And again, these are not things that people normally credit footballers with doing. They think they're sort of bland. They get trained yeah. to be quite bland in post-match interviews. But he really, really talks from experience of having been, you know, in a family where they needed free meals. And he just talks so compassionately. I've just got yeah. so much time for him. I just think he's absolutely wonderful. He's already been, in, you know, given an MBE, uh, which is fully mm. justified and... Um, I just wanted to mention him because no, no, I think, think that's no, that's good to do it, man. I think we need to, we need to, and it's a positive, you know. Although there are negative connotations to what he's campaigning about, I think it's positive to see huge role models like Marcus mm. coming out and and talking mm. about, um, so you know, social justice and all that kind of stuff. So I think, um, yeah, no, absolutely, totally agree with you one hundred percent, and it's good to acknowledge what he's done. Yeah. What a role model, you know, yeah. what a role model for young, for young people. Um, and speaking mm. of other role models, this week's guest, Emma Kennedy, I mean, talk about someone who is multi-talented, um, is an author, an actor, comedian, former lawyer. Lego know, just, guru. Just, Lego <laughs> guru, absolutely. Someone that's just uh, excelled at everything she's she's turned her hand to. Um and then on this week's pod is absolutely happy to dish out brilliant advice to anyone 
listening as I say yeah iPad out, um, this is a really well, you and episode. I I mean I know you were taking notes and you and I take so much from it and yeah for me it was like actually confirming a lot of things that I'd been thinking about as well which is you know it's good sometimes when you hear someone who's really successful and does yeah. you know and is brilliant in what they do just sort of confirming your own thoughts is is really yeah uh, it's really good and sort of legit almost legitimizing kind of your some of your concepts and ideas around like the industry and the process and all that kind of stuff about writing so i think that's that was really helpful for me as well yeah absolutely same and i hope it is helpful for other people as well um yeah i think it's one of those pods mm, that a lot absolutely of if you are a creative person looking to get into creativity or progress or whatever I would get your notepad out and, and, and take notes because this is a really, really useful episode. Um, I've got a tweet I'd like to read out. Yeah, it's good, from okay. Nicola Richardson. She says, I don't have much time to listen to podcasts, but I try to listen while I'm preparing lunch. Blank pod is like having friends round, only smarter and funnier than in real life. That's a lovely yeah, review. Really nice. That's well, it's nice that we can keep you company while you're preparing the lunch, Nicola. I hope you're having a nice... Sunday lunch with your family or just a nice evening meal, yeah, me whatever it might be. That's really lovely. And thank you for getting me in too. touch. Oh, we like it when people get in touch. I've got one here as well from at Shanghai and dry. Uh, and she says, hi, Jim. Thanks to yourself and Giles for making a podcast that feels like it gives my brain room to breathe. It has helped me so much in the past 12 months that have been rough, made worse by living on our own. Oh, in our own, sorry, made worse by living in our own outbreak film. Yes, it's been a, it's been a tough year, but um, it's nice to know that people are finding a bit of help and use in our pod. Yeah, lovely. really lovely, yeah, really, and really, um, that, that touches us. Yeah, and I, and hopefully, you know, and that, um, kind of what we said when at the beginning of lockdown, we'd continue doing the podcast during this time, just because it was a distraction for us to make it, but also, you know, for our listeners, yeah. hopefully, it gives you just you know an hour's respite from what's going on in the world and you know hearing from our great guests and and hear about their stories and and how that you know that hopefully that gives you a bit of um yeah a bit of respite i guess indeed well uh if you'd like to tweet us uh then you can our twitter account At is Blank Pod. it is indeed and we're also on facebook and instagram and it's the exact same hat blank pod uh, and we also got an email address if you fancy sending us an email. Our email the blank is podcast at gmail.com. Don't we normally do this at the end? I don't know. Yeah, it just, it just felt like it felt no, right fine. doing it there. What are we going to say at the end? <laughs> well, you'll know. wait and see after this podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, let's see. But for now, uh, this is the amazing Emma Kennedy on the blank podcast. <laughs> I'd like to start by saying how fetching your hat is. It's is a good it, are you hat, cold? isn't it? I just like to wear this hat. I've actually just been out in, in my Lego shed doing the knoll and the Pearson uh, for today's build. Um, and I had my hat on out in the Lego shed. And it's just a simple matter of I haven't taken it off. Once my hat is on, it kind of yeah. stays on. I, I love a hat during the autumn and winter months. Me too. I used to I have, have the exact same. Well. Yeah, well, always what would we call this hat? Is that a deerstalker hat? Or... Yeah. It's a deerstalker hat, yeah. yeah. I had yeah. one that I bought from Brixton Market when I was mm. 
25, 26. And uh, it's, it remained on my head. Many, many a hot summer's day as well. It was just very comfy. So I, I totally yeah. get that. It's long yeah. gone. Like my Lego, it's, See, it's long gone. I, 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 I'm, I'm very much in the camp of I will not accept a cap because it doesn't deal with ears. <laughs> no, you're... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's true, it's true. And I'm, and I'm, and, uh, I'm hesitating because I'm noticing you have got a cap on. Giles, today you, it, you are it, wearing one. What, what's what, what, what's on it, please? <laughs> oh, it's not very. What's I mean, it's, say? do you know Hot what? This tuna. Is, I was, Sorry, yeah. hot tuna. Is that some sort of dirty bar for fish lovers? <laughs> what? <laughs> I wish it was. Um, no, uh, I think I was having, like today, having a bit of a bad hair day, and I was in London about to meet someone important, and well, not that important. I couldn't wear a hat but important enough that I didn't want to have bad hair. And yeah. I went into the, the nearest sports shop and bought the cheapest cap. And this was it, hot tuna. So, so that is a purchase from today or no, from a previous day when you were meeting <laughs> an previous, important person? Yeah, yeah. Not not today's important person, but I, I do put it on now so when that, I'm talking to I was about to say, that means that by virtue of that, Emma and I are quite important people in your life. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, that goes without saying. Now, that's an interesting yeah. thing, isn't it? What do we wear when we go and meet important people? Mm. Not caps, normally. I, I, don't think. I have a lucky blue coat oh, okay. that I oh. always wear when I'm going to meet somebody who might be about to give me a job. <laughs> a smart coat? So, like a. It's. No, it's sort of. It's, it's a sort of a casual cotton lit slash linen y jacket but it's it's a lovely it's a lovely color and it just says hello i can do things (laughs) it says i'm it says i'm capable but in a nice way i'm i'm not i'm not going to be an asshole about this i i'm you know i'm someone you can work with that's what Mm, the coat says mm. yeah i'm reliable yes and and sensitive and i hit deadlines that's what that's what that coat says i need a coat like that i i don't have one like that Everyone I hope needs that one. my face says that. I think my... I hope my face says mm. not the deadline thing, but like you know the the friendly, the friendly thing. I I, I tell you, it, it's I'm trying to think of a male equivalent, and you, you know the, those sort of jackets that David Nichols always wears. <laughs> oh yeah, that is slightly reminiscent of a really good history teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's that jacket. It's the one with the deep pockets. It's a slightly, it's a soft. Yes. It's got a softness to it. It's not nice. a suit. It just says, "I can, I can churn out any amount of scripts." Bl- blue is a good in, color in, in the shortest amount <laughs> of time. Blue is a good color for that, isn't it? Blue. They've done studies. Blue is yes. a calming influence on people. So I think it's a good color to wear if you're trying to make people feel calm. So good yeah. choice. I think my cap's sort of saying slightly lazy, um, couldn't be bothered. I, I don't think um, so. I, I think it's saying you have a thing for hot tuna. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think well, it is saying that, yeah. That's, I mean, it's quite blatant. That's what's happened there. Girls, it wasn't. It wasn't. But it was. No. Unless I was going to the Fisheries Commission or something. <laughs> Yes, you do have a strong Fisheries Commission vibe coming off you right now. I'll admit. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I always think so. Um, so we have a range. We've got a range of headphones. But anyway, here, we? we've got cap, deer stalker, yes. and then nothing. Yeah, we've got it all yeah. covered. You've you've just got luscious oh, hair that, that that looks That's... as if it, it's never going to I, go grey. Well, it is down the sides, but I secret. Well, I have a thing about yeah, my hair that I, I, I secretly want everyone to tell me how good it is. So thank you. You're already my favourite guest we've ever had. 
Y- you have got a phenomenal head of hair. <laughs> that's going on the Edinburgh poster. That is that yeah. is a quote. That's going on my website. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you very much. You you've actually got the sort of hair that I really like on a gentleman caller. <laughs> It's the sort of hair that, that you just want to run your it's fingers good, through. Yeah. And you know, yes, exactly that. As it, and you know that, that, that however you do it, it will just stay where you left Not it. Not always. But I kind of like you. that. Oh, you've made my, made my yeah. year, really. My hair is very important yeah. to me. It's the sort of hair that if I had a son, that's the hair I'd want <laughs> again, him to have. That's going on my website again. Thank you. These are excellent quotes. <laughs> I will be using them. <laughs> Man, yeah, your 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 fringe posters is going to be made up. We're a whole show about my hair Emma, now. <laughs> yeah, Emma Kennedy, Kennedy all, all these quotes about his hair. Yeah, the show was terrible, but his hair was great. Five stars. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to wash it. No, that's I've gone, I've gone yeah, too far now. Yeah, yeah. I've gone yeah. too far. Now we've we've sort of uh, sort of crept into the realms of darkness. No, let's, yeah, we have. Let, we have. Let's, let's bring it back let's to more back light out. things. Let's back out. Um. Emma, you talked about your Lego shed. So, is it a sh- is it a shed? Is it a cabin? What what an outhouse? It is an outhouse. Okay. Um, it, it was previously the previous owner uh, was a man who liked to tinker with ah. an ancient engine. So he liked to tinker with vintage. Um, uh, motorbikes and and old cars and things like that so he he had a, a a special garage an outhouse built for himself um uh in the garden and i have converted that into uh, an area where i just excellent. make lego excellent i'm so jealous because i wish i had I, that I, space i can't tell you the joy that it brings <laughs> It just makes me very, very happy. But I, I, I didn't know how much I loved Lego until only, it was only like eighteen months ago. Two years, it was two Christmases ago. That was when it was, and I had um, uh, my uh, nephew had been given a little Lego set, and no one would help him make it. And he came to me and he said, "Please, Aww. will you help me make it?" And I said, "Of course I will." And I sat down and I started making it. And my mind, which sort of goes at a hundred miles an hour all the time, just just went, and it just became really peaceful and zen-like, and it's the single most relaxing thing, and it is the single most calming thing that I do, and and I didn't know that until two years ago, but it's it's just I love doing it, love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm totally on board with this. I mean, I I start I guess because my two boys started getting sets, and similar. I think they wanted you know it was that. I think to start with it was that sort of parallel parallel play. You know, doing it alongside them, and then I became slightly more obsessed <laughs> with it than them, and uh, now I have more sets than them. Um, but we st- obviously it's still something that we can do together, you know. And and I buy sets like I bought this. I got the diner for my birthday. Yes, the diner. The diner mm, is a beautiful, nice, beautiful set so nice. the, from Art the Deco. from the Lego Creator series. If if anyone listening wants to go and look it up, it's absolutely and it's the, the 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 ground floor of the diner is I think one of the best uh, bits of Lego you can ever do. The the tiling. Giles. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Oh. Like really, like every di- and that's the great thing. I and think, the little well, waitress the on roller coat oh, on, no. on, oh, on no, roller yeah, skates. Very, I've got her here. Look. Uh, 
Oh, you look at her. She is on her roller skates. She's so happy to please, isn't she? She's ready to do, she's ready to to get you whatever you want. I've got her outside because she's gone, she's made the effort to go out to serve the people outside. I don't know if I agree with that, Charles. She's, well, she's, I think she's thinking COVID safe. So she's gone out. They've they've forgotten their masks, basically. So she's gone out to. There's something really, I used to find something really calming about Art Deco style stuff in general. Um, I really liked it growing up. There's a, I lived in Ballum and there's a block of flats that are in an Art Deco style and I've forgotten their name. It's really embarrassing. Um, just off the Ballum High Road. And I always wanted to live there because it's just there's something really beautiful about the Art Deco design. I think it's the curved shapes. They're, you're mm. right. There, there is something very sort mm. of pleasing and aesthetic about Art yeah. Deco. Mm. What's your favourite yeah. set uh, that you've ever built, Giles? Oh, that's tricky. I do. Lo- I do love the um, the fishing shop. I have to say that was fun. The the, fi- the fishing one. shack is excellent because it's yeah. like I think if if you if you like tiles, yes, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Have you done Ninjago City? No, you've <gasps> got that one, haven't you? Oh, Jars, it's it's unbeaten. <laughs> It is. Is it? Is that it, the best? It has the greatest. It's got an mo- awful lot of details, isn't it? It has the greatest moving part that I have ever experienced okay. in a well, Lego set thus far. I have seen. I think I've seen Jang Bricks. Do you know that there's a YouTuber Jang Bricks? Yes. Loves yes. the reviews. The kids are obsessed with watching his reviews. Yes, but um, it, the, the, I think the, he's done it. The, the, the moving part. It it has a crab oven that cooks the crab. Wow. Oh, do they do they, do they turn then? Yes. Like a spit, spit yes. roast kind of thing. It cooks the crab. It's so wow. clever. I'm very jealous that you've got it, <laughs> and I, I, I haven't. I, I, I think honestly, if 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 Christmas is coming, Giles, just just <laughs> just ask I'll anyone to get you the Ninjago City set. See, I've got a horrible feeling that they might have discontinued that set. Um, well, I tell you what I do when they've discontinued sets is I go on eBay and I find and I get the no I don't buy the set I buy the instruction booklet yes and then I use my existing Lego and then I just buy the 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 the, the, the special pieces that I can't get that are in the set but like for instance at the moment um, simply because I refuse to spend hundreds of pounds on Lego sets that are predominantly grey I won't do it. Yeah. I refuse to do it. I am currently making the Liza Minellium Falcon. <laughs> yes. Lovely. So it's it's basically the gay <laughs> falcon and it's gonna be entirely in red that and is gold. Amazing. amazing. Yeah. And How I've far also, into it are you? I'm I'm about I'm a, I'm about a quarter of the way through. That's um great. But it's looking, it's looking good. It's looking good so far. And I, I also have made the Death Spa. Okay, I knew you'd done. I knew you'd done an death alternative spa. Death Star. Yeah, the Death Spa, which has got um, a Botox area. It's got a crash. It's got, <laughs> it's got a disco. It's got a band room. It's got, um, it, it's, it's got some a stag do going on in 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 the bar area. Um, and an HR department upstairs. It's you know what I really I have loved exploring and doing my own kind of takes on stuff as well. I, I really enjoy just kind of making. I mean, I've done a few like TV and film parodies with Lego, 
Um, and I really enjoy doing that kind of stuff. I think you get a bit of creativeness into it. But um, yeah, I love seeing your sets. And I have watched some of your YouTube as well. It's, it is, and you've got a very relaxing voice as well, I have to say. It's very nice listening. And I, I totally agree with the relaxation thing. For me, it's totally that. I just able to switch off the sort of, you know, as creatives, we have these sort of busy brains and we need, desperately need to give ourselves that downtime, don't we? Yeah, 100%. Is, is, 100%. is there a Lego podcast out there? Because if not, I feel like we may have just created one and <laughs> filled a niche. I don't know if there's a Lego podcast. There, there's lots of um, uh, Lego YouTube mm. channels of people who've been going for years and years and years and years and years. Uh, but I still, I think, th- I think I'm the only person who who does builds in real time. Most all the big ones, they they do speed builds and then it's sort of very nerdy discussions of of, of minifigs and 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 this and that. But but my one relax with bricks. We we literally just do one bag a day and it's all done oh, in real time. Good. I and that's what I like about it. And actually. it's all just about slow building and and just being being just relaxing oh yeah and enjoying it's like it. mindfulness yeah it is yeah yeah now you didn't start off as a lego guru <laughs> no. what a start to an interview <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said that before groundbreaking no no, no um, i did i did not start out in life no. as a lego guru but, um, but lego guru is something i'm now going to run with i didn't choose yeah. the yeah, lego definitely. life you can put that on your fringe poster <laughs> But I know you did acting. You did a lot of acting. Was acting something you did from a young age? No, I, the acting thing was an entire accident. Was it? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, it it sort of. I mean, I I did I did comedy at university. Um, but when I left university, I it didn't even occur to me that I could have a creative career. But I think that was because I'd come from a very working class background. Mm. And it had been quite the struggle to to get to university, and I've I've I just there, there was nothing in my experience other than and now you go and get a proper job, so it it it, it still astonishes me that that it it genuinely didn't even occur to me when I left university that that pursuing a creative career was something that I not only could do but should be doing, mm. um so. This this is how the story goes, Giles. So I <laughs> I um I was a lawyer, and I had started going to a club called um, uh, the Double Six, which was this amazing, weird, niche little place that was in a sort of a basement off Rathbone Place in Soho, and uh, you would book a table and you'd go there. And a waiter would come to your table, but he wouldn't be bringing you the menu that were, that had food on it. The, the menu had board games on it. And you would order a board game and then you'd play it. And then you could order another board game and play that. It was absolutely wonderful. I, I, I couldn't have loved it more. And it was run by a guy called Steve First. And he was... Um, uh, he was... Yeah, F U R S T. Yeah, week. Steve first. Yeah, well there you go. So he he and I got on he and I got on very well. And he was about to start 
uh, a club called the Regency Rooms, uh, which was, and this was sort of in in the mid nineties when every, everything sort of kitsch uh, and those old sort of sixties cabaret clubs that everyone you know remember Mike Flowers Pops and all that was happening. Mm. And uh, he was uh, setting up this club called the, the the Regency Rooms. It was basically a tongue in cheek uh, parody of a, of a cabaret club. And he said, "Do you want to come and and do something on it?" And at this point, I hadn't I hadn't performed in seven odd years or whatever. Not not since I'd been at university. But I just thought, "Oh, why the hell not?" And um, the first thing I started doing was a character called the Bearded Lady, who was. I was chained. I, w- I wore a bicycle helmet and very thick googly glasses that I couldn't see out of properly and a ginger beard and a, and a rain mac and I was chained uh, to a pole for the entire three hours of the show and wow. I was only released once uh, during the show to dance to the theme tune of Hawaii Five-O. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> This proved very popular. I know it sort of seems weird, but it, it proved very popular. And um, the, the the club itself sort of became uh, very uh, sort of underground culty with with celebrities. And so our, we would often be doing the show, and and literally it was like uh, uh, the, the the royal, you know, it, it was like an audience with the the amount of celebrities uh, that would be yeah, in the yeah. audience. Anyway. Uh, Mel and Sue, a, a young double act, uh, started coming, and um, they uh, and we got on really, really well. And they were about to start a new show called Light Lunch. Wow! And they said, uh, "Do you want to come and write for it?" So that was my, sort of my first proper job, really. Um, and I did that, and. I worked on that for a bit and, and then they, 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 they wanted to do a live show and they, they um, said, you know, do you want to be in it? And and I finally acquiesced, said, yeah, all right, I'll be in it. And we went off and did a, this show um, called The Big Squeeze. And that was one of those things where it was in the right thing in front of the right people at mm. the right time. And off the back of that, I was offered two presenting shows on Channel 4. And so my my first sort of foray into television was as a presenter. And I did presenting for, I think, about three, four years. And I was doing a show on ITV2 called Soap Fever, which which was basically So Graham Norton before So Graham Norton. And it was very irreverent and um, and I was it, it had an interactive audience and it it was just sort of madcap and crazy. And uh, I sort of got to the end of that and I thought, oh, you know, I didn't I didn't stop being a lawyer. Cause by this time, obviously, I'd stopped being a lawyer, mm. but, I, but I stopped being a lawyer because I wanted to be a writer. And um, but I hadn't really been doing any writing during this this time of presenting. And so I was I was feeling creatively unsatisfied. Mm. And th- th- this is a pattern that happens all the way through my life is that I get to a point where I just go, no, you're being really successful at that. Stop doing it because it's not what you want to be doing. Yeah. And so I, I basically said to my agent, I, do, I don't want to do any more presenting. Thank you. And, and, and what was their reaction? Well, it, it was weird because the same week that happened, I was I was asked to um, to do um, 
this morning with Richard, not Judy. Wow. And obviously I'd been friends with uh, Richard and Stuart at university and I'd done comedy with them at yeah. university. Mm. But I hadn't performed with them in well over 10 years. But um, uh, And they uh, asked me if I wanted to come and play a character called Nosferatu, who was another woman with a beard. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, you've got a bit tight. So, yeah, got, if, if ever anyone needs a woman who's got a beard, then I'm. It, it's, it's, the go-to is Emma Kennedy. Um, and, and then that then sort of kicked off doing smoking room and and all the, uh, the 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 sitcoms that I was in so I was I then ended up doing acting for five years and at the end of that I was like oh hang on a minute you know I really why did I do this I, I do doing this because I wanted to write a book and I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that so I then said to my agent you know I'm not I'm I'm not really interested in doing any much acting now I will do something if I really 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 want to do it but um, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to write a book now. And then, um, and that was that. So I've written, I think, 11 books now. Yeah, I was going to say, that's your kind of, that's your main gig yeah, now, that's, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's writing books and also uh, writing animations for children. Oh, amazing. Uh, yeah, so I've done Danger Mouse and uh, Paddington and um, all sorts. Yeah. What is it about the writing particularly that appeals to you more than, you know, the more the performing kind of I stuff? I just, I think I'm better at it. I think that's the thing that I'm good at. Um, I think I'm an all right actor. Uh, I don't think I'm a brilliant actor. Um, you know, I'm I'm somebody who who's who's a good slot in to sort of come in and do the odd sort of bit of character work. I, I'm good at voices. I, I'm I'm good at sort of bearded doing, ladies, exactly. Sort of silly thing. I'm good at doing silly things. Yeah. Uh, but I I would never cast myself in a main role ever. I don't. You know. I haven't got the chops for it. Um. Uh, but I recognise in it, that in myself. I I think it's really important in whatever you do actually to know what it is you're actually mm. good at and then concentrate on that rather than saying to yourself i am brilliant at everything you're not nobody mm -hmm. is absolutely nobody is brilliant at everything um there will be something that that you are good at and it's that ten thousand hour thing isn't it giles mm. It's 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 a, I know what I'm doing as a writer now i i uh, mm. to the point that I feel I can advise other people and say no that's that doesn't work yeah. there <laughs> this mm. this character yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. working blah 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 and it, it's when you get to that point and you feel comfortable with what you're doing then it's it's a joy to do it and um you know but, but books are an act of attrition they are a constant act of attrition and it's it's just about grinding away at it and doing a bit every day and finally you know after three months you've got a, a first draft and that first draft will 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 not be good <laughs> it will it will be just a a, a mass of words down on a piece of uh, uh, you know inside your computer and then the trick and this is what sort of separates the the people who are who are who are who know what they're doing from those who don't know what they're doing, is that the second draft is when the novel happens. It's not mm. in the first draft. And I always say to people when they're, if they're asking, you know, oh, I want to be a writer, I want to write a book. I always say, well, 
don't think about it too much. Just just get it down and get it done. Then don't look at it for a fortnight or even longer and then come back and read it and you'll see everything that's wrong mm. with it. Yeah, I've had this very conversation this week with a few people that have said, oh, I'm, one of, I'm desperate to write a book. This is the subject, blah, 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 you know, what shall I do? And yeah, I'm like, yeah. just write it. Like, don't think about it anymore. No. Just get it down on paper or whatever, you know, write it in hand or on computer, whatever mm. works for you, and just write it. And don't, like you say, leave it for a bit, come back to it and see whether what you've done is... Is there something you can work with? Mm. I, think, I mean, yeah. I would always, I would always say, d don't, don't be, don't be the guy who gets into a car and says, "Oh, I'm, I'm now going to drive to an obscure village in the north of Scotland without looking at a map." <laughs> I would, yeah. all, I would, you know, be, be the person who just, if you have a, a sketch of what your structure is, then the, the, you know, you're, you're doing yourself a favour for when you return to the, the second draft. But I think if you have a good, solid story, and this is what, what a lot of people forget, you have to have a story. And a story yeah. has elements. A story has you know, a hero, uh, somebody who stops the hero from, from, from getting what they want. But, the, but, but all stories, all good stories, have to have a hero who wants something. And the story is that want being thwarted. And that's that. It's it's literally that basic. So you know, you, you, all anyone has to begin with is okay. Who is my hero? What's their fatal flaw? What does he want? And what does he need? And those two things are different. Uh, what a character wants is different from what a character needs. This is great. This is great yeah, advice. This is really good tangible advice for anyone listening that might want to write a book. This is uh, this is gold. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. But it, but it, but you know, this is the but thing. It's true. It's so Su true. Yeah. Successful stories are not complicated. It, it really does just knuckle down to that. Is who is your hero? What is? What does he want? What does he need? Those two things are different. And what's stopping him achieving that? You're right. Yeah. Not, I mean, I, I've started watching Emily in Paris on Netflix, and um, it is not complicated. Uh, it's also not very no. good. Um, but it is weirdly, <laughs> weirdly watchable um, for some reason. Um, that I've seen lots of people talking about Emily and Harry well, yeah. on I, Twitter, yeah. but I, I haven't I haven't dived in yet. Although I I, mean, I I do take Twitter as a sort of a, a, a quite a good litmus test for what I should be seeking mm. out on yeah. uh, uh, on on the Netflix, especially. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, have you watched Have you watched um, uh, Selling Sunset? Yes. No, oh. no, I haven't watched that yet. Amazing. What a guilty Massive pleasure. What a guilty pleasure. It's so good. I spend most so episodes good. going, why are they annoyed about this? This means this is yeah. pointless. But for yeah. some reason, I want to watch it's it. So it's so vacuous. It's, so it's, a, it's a series, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is so look, utterly vacuous. It, it is amazing. <laughs> it's oh, it's so good. It's about, if you don't know, it's, it's, basic, it's a reality TV show. And um, okay. it's, it's about uh, the... It, uh, 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 um, an estate agents, yeah. basically, high end. A, a, an estate, uh, yeah, a high end estate agents yeah. in Hollywood. Okay, the Hoppenheim, the Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer group. group. The Oppenheimer Jason group. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
They're it's twins. Sort of scripted reality, isn't it? It's, it's a bit like sort of made in made yeah, in Chelsea. I is it a bit so. like made in Chelsea? Type yeah. Of the yeah, characters. Okay. Christine is. Oh, oh god. I actually, I actually oh. really like her because every every drama needs a villain, and like she massively is the villain in yes. the piece. Yes. Oh, she's a she's amazing she villain. She's amazing. Oh. And everybody is Team Chrishell, obviously. obviously. That goes without <laughs> saying. Massively. And the whole twist with the husband, I don't want to give it away, but yeah, and it happens. Oh, well, don't, no, don't, it don't give it away. Oh, don't give just... it away. It's amazing. That's great. Okay, I'm going to check it out. I've put it on my watch but Sometimes list. you need those, it's the same with Emily in Paris, you need those shows. Because last night, we were, my wife and I both tired. We were like, let's just get, get our dinner, sit down in front of Netflix and watch something that doesn't involve switching my brain on. And um, selling sunset is the same as that. You just sometimes you need TV that you can also at the same time say to your yes. wife, "This is bullshit. This is pointless." But you, yes. I don't know. Sometimes you just need that yes. not taxing TV, and there's a lot of it around. Oh, I completely agree. Have you? I, I tell you what, I've been fi- watching that is really super relaxing. Uh, in in is Chef's Table. Mm. Have you watched that? No. Oh, I've watched a couple of episodes. Yeah. Of that, so yeah. it's it's not a f- it, it's a food show, but it's not a food show. It's uh, it's sort of, they're about forty five minutes long each episode, but they are uh, they are documentaries about okay. chefs, uh, but but really interesting chefs, mm. and and it's more about their life stories really, and and what has made them who they are. But it's just beautifully beautifully oh, done, good. and it's really relaxing. Like you can watch one mm. after the other, after the other, after the other. It's very engaging. I love That's I great. love all that stuff. Yeah. Actually, cookery shows are a bit of a go-to for me if I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm being, I'm feeling a bit flat. I don't know why. Maybe it's just like looking at food <laughs> makes me feel better. Well, it's but sort yeah, of, it's, like... it's a little bit Legoy, isn't it? Because it's, it's yeah. watching some, someone assemble yes. something. Yeah, absolutely. In, yeah. A, in a methodical fashion, which is always yeah, really a joy. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really like the Chef Show with John Favreau and Roy Choi on, on um, yeah. which is sort of a spin. A, that's on Netflix. It's a sort of spin-off from the film that they did together, and um, that's. Yeah, that's very cool. It's just kind of a, it's almost like there's a mentor kind of buddy kind of thing going on with the two of them. And one's like, you know, has been classically trained, but makes really kind of cool and um, modern sort of cuisine. And then his, you know, filmmaker who he's obviously into cooking and then working together and stuff. And it's really, yeah, I don't know. Mm. There's something like, it's like being with your mates or... And they're like kind of cooking. It, it, what, and they're not making refined food. No, it's like just no, nice no, food. No, just making nice food. One of the mm. one of the conversations I've I've been having again and again and again with people because obviously, it, you know, during uh, during the the pandemic, you, you've forgotten who what your friends even look like. But every every single conversation that I've had with with pals on on Zoom or distancing or whatever has begun with. And this is across the board has begun with someone saying, "What, what, 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 what have you watched on Netflix that's been good?" Like, ev- <laughs> yeah. like it's like it, it, how it, everyone's trying to make sure that they've they've ticked off all the good things <laughs> that they've been yeah. to watch. Like Ozark, that was that oh, was a brilliant. See, I again, things. See, I did Breaking Bad age when it came out, and then I thought, is it a similar kind of? Thing? But people say Ozark is better. It, it's wow, brilliant. Okay. That's one I've got to get tick off the list. Mm, it's really, really good. I would definitely recommend that. Big Little Lies. That was something. Yeah, else I watched Big Little. Yeah, that was excellent. And that I liked. Um, we watched The Sinner. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, that's on with Bill Pullman. That's on Netflix. Yeah, okay. There's three seasons. But of I that. also love things like Tiger King. Yes, I'm halfway and, through. Um, that was halfway incredible. Have you, have you seen Don't Fuck with Cats? Oh, I saw the first first two episodes. First. Yes. Mm. 
Bloody I'm hell, yeah. that was that. Uh, oh, it was horrendous. I was watching it late <sighs> at night, and it was so bit, horrendous. It was a bit much, actually. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch it late yeah, at no, night. Don't watch, watch it, it later. Watch night. it in the morning. But I love all things like that. There yeah. was um. The, did you? It, I think you can only see it on YouTube. But did you? Have you seen the staircase? Yes. That's that was, and there's one and I can't remember what it was called about. About the 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 really the 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 really rich guy who was accused of murdering someone oh what's it called oh this is going to really annoy me someone mentioned that in one way what's that he was like he's like a new york really really wealthy guy who was who stood trial for murdering somebody and he got off Oh, anyway, I probably it, have seen it. Actually. Whatever that is, which I'm sure anyone listening, this <laughs> they'll be is shouting at their for phone. you because I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, they're all, going, they're all shouting. But, yeah, at they're all shouting it, but also it's, it, it's got it's got the greatest end line of any documentary series I've ever seen. That that's that's now making it worse <laughs> for anyone listening yeah, because that I can't <laughs> actually remember what it was called. It's called the something, I, and I've got a feeling the uh-huh. second word began with a C. <laughs> Someone Google it, please. There's something case. Someone Google it, please. Jim's on it, I think. So that before the end of the show, we can work out yeah, what it's called. I, um, I am a big fan of true crime stuff, I have to say. I am kind of sort of weirdly fascinated by true crime and true crime podcasts as well I listen to. Um, there's something, I think, because it's so sort of detached from your reality, yes. I guess maybe it's that sort of... Yeah, like cereal sort of, yeah. and, and the rat, oh, the rat yeah. line was oh, fabulous. Yeah. Do, do, yeah. do you think, do you think yeah, this year in particular we need, we're sort of talking about Netflix and stuff, we need, oh, sorry, Netflix is playing on my laptop, hang on, uh, how do I stop it? <laughs> Wait, no, <laughs> David Attenborough talking sunset. to me, hang on, okay, I've muted it. Um, <laughs> how do we, do you think we, this year more than ever we need these shows, particularly the easy watching ones, just because this year has been so tough for everyone that we do need just to, blanket out and switch off and yes yes what 100 percent. it's it, it never before i think have, have i been more aware of what the creative community do for uh, your number one people's yeah. mental health and also that their enjoyment and i i think this is this is part of why it's just been so sort of baffling and and upsetting and frightening that 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 the government have been prepared to let an industry that that pumps 120 billion pounds into the economy go to the wall um you know people need to be entertained and i know that it's it's fashionable in some circles to turn your nose up at uh, writers uh, actors uh, celebrities blah 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 they're all the people who've been been providing your content for (laughs) for the entire time it's like i I often say uh, try going two weeks just take everything away take all the books away take all the magazines away take all the television away take all the films away you're not allowed to do anything you can't see anything you can't watch anything you can't listen to anything and yeah. see how you get on 100% yeah. well you could they're torture tactics aren't they in that you know you think like taking away all those privileges um are things you know that that would torture anybody yeah i'm 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 literally now uh, Googling documentary about Sorry, Richard Okay, Madera. I've got some up now. Um, <laughs> is it? And millions and millions it. of... Have you? What's it called? It's called The oh. Jinx. The Jinx. Oh, The Jinx. The Jinx. 
It's uh, it's about Robert Durst. That wasn't okay. It's amazing. It's it honestly. I I won't tell. I won't. I, I won't say anything more than the, the, the entire miniseries is worth watching simply for the last five <laughs> wow, minutes. Wow, what a build-up. What a build-up. The Jinx, Netflix, here we go. Okay, I'm yeah. going to sort find that. The Jinx. Sort that, source that out, yeah. And I I watched that American, mur- you know, the, the murder next door, the, whatever it was called. No, I haven't yeah, seen the that Family one. next door, that was, that was horrendous as well. Mm. I just... But it was so fascinating and compelling to watch. How how has your pandemics been, the pair of you? How have what have what have been? What have you learnt anything about yourselves? Mm, it's definitely been a time. You know, I've been reflecting mm. a lot over the period. It was, I mean, there was elements of lockdown that I enjoyed. We found we sort of discovered as a family we're quite introverted. So none of you know we've sort of realised that we we quite like we're quite home bodies. We like being being at home and hanging out with just the four of us my two kids and wife um so that that was became apparent but generally i think you know I, I, work-wise was okay so i've been very lucky we've obviously been able to do continue doing mm. the podcast like this you know so and, and then writing as well and doing a few little writing projects so i've been really lucky in that respect i know a lot of other people have, have struggled during this time i know lots of friends in creative industries have struggled particularly actors and mm. comedians and stuff performers mm. more so i guess um and then I guess yeah, so reflecting on that, on that, um, and being grateful for that the situation I've been in, I guess you mm. know, and feeling more grateful, you know, for 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 what we've got and and making sure. And the thing I've been doing the most is trying to reach out to people and and keep in contact with people. I think and just mm. keep sending messages and seeing checking yes. in with people. I think I've, that's been something that I think has yeah. been. I think it's a lot of people wanting to do. I think it's been just, very yeah. tough on people who who aren't married and are on yeah, their yeah. own and. And all of that, I, 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 I couldn't have, I couldn't have done it yeah. on my own. You've been good at. Giles has been very good at, at reaching out. Um, I get a lot of text messages from him, sort of checking in, which is it does mean a lot. Very <laughs> He's on mute now, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but there is, there is, there's definitely something to be said for that. And I think, I mean, Giles touching it there. Gratitude. We've tried to just spend our year being grateful for what we do have. I mean, we're. We're lucky we've got a house for the garden, you know, for example. And that's that during the summer yes. that made a huge difference. And we we got yeah, a one year massive. old daughter, so being able to play with her in the garden was just like a game changer. And and work hasn't been br- amazing, but there's been bits and bobs. So again, being grateful for what I have had, and it's really, I think, changed my mindset to be less. You now, as a creative, it's very easy to get frustrated. Oh, I'm not getting this job. I'm not getting this job. Why am I not progressing? But actually, take a step back and be like, okay, I've done this little thing. I've done this little thing. I, you know, I'm trying my hardest and I'm doing okay. And I think I'm hoping that's a mindset I'll take forward into future years, mm. um, which I think mm. actually in terms of mental health <laughs> is a healthier way to be as a as a performer. Yeah. Mm. And it's I think it's also been a, a, and I think this is a good challenge that we have to work out different ways of mm. doing things. Um, and it, I mean, it's interesting. It's some of the early adopters, I've got friends of, of mine who are, stand-up comedians who were early adopters of of patreon for example Mm. and they've been fine during pandemic because they've just upped what they do Mm. online um and that's working for them and and that's that's a a sign of of a really good way of Mm. adapting um but these things all take time and it's it's like all things but i i'm a firm believer of if you build it they will come yeah, um, yeah I totally agree. But uh, I, I'm, I always try and, and think, 
a year ahead. So, because I, you know, you will all know how slow things move in terms of, of if if you want to to try and get something commissioned, you you have you have to have about mm. ten things bubbling under to try and get one thing away, um, and also think. So 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 I think to myself, well, okay, I've I've got I, I've got work that I can be doing up till this point, but I need to start thinking now about the three months ahead when I won't have. So who do I need to hustle now in order to yeah. try and set something up down then? So I, the one that's one thing I'm very, very good at is sitting and working out what I need to be doing well in advance of needing to be doing it. Okay, you're quite strategic about that. Well, yeah, because, it, I, I, you know, I'm a small business. I it, and this is how everyone who is creative should think of themselves. You are a yeah. you are a self-employed yeah. business, and if you were a, a shop, well, maybe not at the moment, but if you were a shop, you wouldn't be shut five days a week, and you wouldn't only be open for two hours. So I'm very structured in terms of how I approach the working week. So I will work from nine until six every day. Uh, Monday to Friday, but I will always have weekends off because I think that's important. But um, that's that's how I I don't I don't think of myself as as sort of a, a a creative lying on a chaise long with my with a wet towel on my forehead, you know, wait waiting for inspiration to come. It it's a job, and yeah. I think if you get into that mindset, then it helps you get where you need to be. Let's put it that way, especially if you're yeah. a writer. Well, it also. Oh, sorry. Do you think it that's, also gives sorry, you something sorry, to look forward to? I think like it's important as a creative to feel like you've got. There are. I hate the idea of having. Oh, who is it came on? It Maddie Arnholt came on and said she uh, empty diary itis or empty diary syndrome. I hate that idea of having nothing right. to look forward to. But if you're creating stuff yourself and planning six months down the line, a year down the line, whatever, it's nice to feel like well, I've still got that to come or I've got that to work on because yes. I think worst thing for a creative is feeling like you've got nothing to do well the, do you know what the first thing I do every single day and it doesn't matter even if it it's the same from the day before is I make a list I write a list and it sits on my and it sits yeah. on my table so you know there it is so today's list is is reading because I'm, I'm researching what I hope will be a um a, another novel uh, I'm writing a novel, so I've, I will write some of that today. Uh, I've I've said yes to providing a recipe for a for oh, a nice. charity book, so I've got to sort that out. Um, you know, and other things. So it it, but I think it's just really important because there's nothing we're not on there than crossing. <laughs> yes, you're on there, but I, I haven't crossed you off yet because we're not finished. Okay. Um, um, but I think it's really really important. Every single morning, you know, when you're having your coffee or your breakfast or whatever, mm. is you write your list for yeah, the day, is... and because it, and you might not get to everything on on your list, but it it's telling you you have got things to do. Yeah, but that feel that feeling of and even it's telling doing... you, yeah. and it's telling you it's got things you can be doing, and uh, you know there, there will be things on my list that I'm not being paid to do, but I'm doing that in order yeah. that I'm ahead of the game. But how good is line. that feeling of? Taking something off or going through it. It's, oh, it's, yeah, it's like a little hit. Don't, it's don't mean yeah, it, psychologically, it? it's it's really yeah. important. It's really important. You you have to say to yourself, this is yeah. a job, and I have tasks to do. 
Do you think in some ways that comes out of the fact that you, you know, being a lawyer, you 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 were doing a regular job, so you're kind of used to regular hours, and actually you've put some of that into your job yes, now? Yes, I mean, just... I'm, I'm often asked whether it was a complete waste of time being a lawyer, but it, it sort of wasn't because, I mean, but I've always had an incredible work ethic. I will say that. That was instilled in me by my mother, come hell or high water. Uh, I, You know, I was very much brought up to believe that nothing was ever going to be given to me. And anything that I achieved, I had to achieve it myself. And I think that's a good attitude to have. Nothing is going to be given to you, you know, un unless you're very, 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 very lucky. Um, absolutely nothing. So everything that, that you, you are the master of your own destiny and you are the person who can make things happen. And it doesn't matter if it takes you five years. I mean, I'm thinking now in terms of, of novels, there'll be people who are listening to this who haven't had a, a book published but would love to have a book published. You just have to keep going. And if and if your your first novel, uh, has, you can't get it away, look at it again. What's wrong with it? Why isn't it getting away? Because there will be something wrong with it. Maybe it's not, you know, it needs to be better written. Maybe there's a problem with uh, the story that you're telling. Maybe your uh, the characters that you have chosen don't work. Maybe your dialogue is a bit clunky. Go back and look at it because there will be things you can fix. Or it's just not something that's going to work at the moment, in which case just stick it in a drawer and write a new one. And because I'm always a great believer in nothing is ever wasted. Nothing is ever wasted. The first book I ever wrote, actually, was uh, the book that turned out to be um, I Left My Tent in San Francisco. But the first time I wrote it, it was rubbish. It was absolutely rubbish. And it got sent out to people and nobody wanted it, quite rightly, because it was rubbish. So I just stuck it away and I didn't think about it for another 10 years. And then uh, I got it right with Tent the Bucket and Mean and my writing had improved and I was just better at it and I was better at structure and all of those things. And I went back and I found it and got it out and looked at it and read it and it was absolutely useless. And But I could immediately see where all the problems were. So I fixed them and then that yeah. book happened. So it's, you know, nothing is ever, ever, ever wasted. There, there are ideas for for tv shows that that have been in development that i've done that that haven't got away you know they've got they've been three years in development and then they don't happen and one of those i'm currently now turning into a novel so you know yeah i think it's just par for the course you have to accept when you're especially when you're a writer that vast amounts of what you produce will never see the light mm -hmm. of day but you have to work out, you know, that there can be characters you can take from something that you've written that you could put in something else. There will be there will be situations you can take that haven't worked with those characters that you can shift for something else. There's there's always a an element of recycling that can go yeah. on. So everything is worthwhile. Yeah, it's editing, isn't it? You just have to keep doing it. You just have I think um, but th but this is sort of going back to the idea that writing is a job. If you are trying to write something every day, Monday to Friday, um, you know, you, you, you will have a backlog of things and ideas that it, it, and it might be 10 years in the future that, until you sort of get to use them 
in a successful way but that's that's all fine that's all good the important thing is to create Absolutely. i think that that persistence is so key i remember when i started out in comedy i worked out really early on i'm never going to be huge but i can be a gigging comedian or or wherever it leads me if i'm persistent and i just decided i'm just going to be persistent and keep going whether that ends up being sketch comedy or write or writing for someone or acting or whatever turns out not great at acting so that didn't happen um but I'm just going to be persistent and see where it goes. And I've seen so many of yes. my peers fall by the wayside and give up. And I've seen so many from when I started be brilliant. Someone, uh... You need to remember anybody, anybody who can earn a living doing anything creative is successful. Yeah, absolutely. It's really important absolutely. to say that, you know, a, 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 a minuscule amount of people are famous. And trust me. I know famous people. You wouldn't want to be famous. It is. I. Th- I. Th- yes, you're rich and you eat lovely. You know that's that's nice. That's an uptick. Everything else associated with fame is awful. I. I. I think that the where anybody remotely sensible wants to pitch themselves is just under the recognition mm. line. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, is just yeah, no, under. I agree, I agree. It's just, you just want to operate on that level where, you know, there will be about, you know, a couple of hundred people who really mm. like you and will support everything that you do. And and everyone, and then, you know, it, do, it doesn't matter about the rest. I think as long as you've got enough to, to pay your bills and have a bit of Absolutely. fun and, and just have a nice life, then you are succeeding. Whatever you are is creative. below Z-list celebrity is where I aim for. I don't know what happens then if it goes into numbers or sort of characters, but I aim for. I aim for well, that. there's that. There's what that. There's that. I don't know who said it, but someone came up with it, and I think it's true. Is that if you've got a thousand people who really like what you do, then you can make a living. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly now, like you're talking about patron earlier and stuff like that. I think audiences who are really keen to support their creators. There's a, there's an, there's a really good uh, musical called, I think it's called Title of Show. I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. And there's a song in it. I can't remember if this is the actual name, title of the song, but one of the lyrics is, I'd rather be nine people's favourite thing than a hundred people's ninth favourite thing. And I remember seeing that <laughs> at Edinburgh back in 2015 or something. And that's always stuck with me. Always stuck with me. If you've got those nine people, because in the in the film goes nine people, then become eighteen people, become whatever. But you'd rather have a small band of really loyal people loving what you do, rather than trying to please. Like, you're never going to please everyone. And I just think, yeah. you're yeah. Ne- you're never going to please. The, the, I mean, that's the other thing is it, you you anything that you create, you're creating it for yeah. yourself. And you can only write, or perf- especially when you're a writer. I'm only talking about writing here, but you can only write what you believe in and what you enjoy and the the when you put it out into the world it's not about making everybody else like it you you are just asking people to go on a journey with you and some people will happily want to go on it and some people will then want to go on another journey with you and some people will never want to go anywhere near you or get in your car (laughs) ever again and that's absolutely fine you know the, the the people's writing is not for everybody yeah you know i could name some very successful uh writers who i i can't i can't bear writing i can't bear their writing and i and i won't and i don't read 
read what they put out, but that's fine. Mm. And then there are people who I absolutely love and I will read every single thing that, that they produce. And that's fine too. This, you know, And then there will be writers in the middle who, you know, I'll, I'll read some of their stuff, won't read all of their stuff and I'll enjoy it. And it, it, it's, a, it's a spectrum. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think um, publishers, um, I mean, we see often now that, you know, they do kind of, I mean, it's hard for publishers, I, I, I get it, but... Um, often will go for you know big celebrity writers big celebrities to do books and stuff over and you know obviously pay huge advances to these people when and they could they're sort of um overlooking much more talented writers um in the process well uh, i mean the, 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 there is an argument isn't there that that in publishing the the big money goes to either big celebrity name authors who and we'll whisper this softly, who sometimes might not have even written the book. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and debut authors. And the yeah. problem for a lot of people is the people in the middle, the, the middle-ranking authors who um, are good at what they do and are reliable and they can do a, a book a year if, if needs be, uh, but they won't sell enormous amounts of books and they won't be on the bestsellers list, but they will will be sort of a solid backbone um, for a publisher. And you might sell through, uh, but you won't sell vast amounts of copy. Mm. That that that's that is the problem area I think for publishers. It's the same. It's the same in com. It's the same in comedy. I know loads of gigging comedians uh, on the circuit who are absolutely brilliant, but they'll never be on TV. They'll never get their own show, but they you know for a promoter absolutely reliable they'll turn up and they'll play your gig and they'll headline it and they'll be brilliant but for some reason they're just sort of stuck on that merry-go-round almost i guess and and i don't know don't know how you get off yeah t- tv is a tv is a slightly different thing because i think uh tv relies on on names uh to to pull in viewers and that's why it's basically 10 <laughs> people the same 10 people all the time and that is a bit tedious and it's it, you know i don't begrudge anyone their success well done to them if you can get that Absolutely. work and and, mm-hmm. and you can and you can carry on Absolutely. good luck to you uh, madam and good luck to you sir um but yes th- there's no meritocracy in tv i mean that's that's even worse <laughs> If if you're looking for for what's fair, don't no. look to television because it's not remotely fair. It's not remotely fair. You know that there's there's basically five people who are allowed to write dramas on BBC really? One. Mm. Um, that's that's another issue. Um, I mean, this is this is one of the reasons why um, I uh, write on children's animation shows. And this is another top tip, especially if you are funny. If you are funny. Uh, and you're a comedian uh, and you think well how can i how can i get something uh, on television oh i oh, know i'll i'll write a sitcom and try and get that into development and try and get that made the likelihood of getting a sitcom made is so tiny that it's i don't actually think it's it's generally <laughs> worth the bother but 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 while you are doing, while you've got your sitcom script and you've you've bunged it into development and then you're in development hell, while you are doing that, 
you can earn good money being a writer on kids' shows because they always need people who are funny. And animations are currently, you know, the pandemic isn't affecting any animation shows right now because they haven't got um, actors that are required to, to be in them. And the other advantage about children's show is is that, you know, a, a, a TV sitcom will be six episodes. A children's series is 52 episodes. Is it really? said they go on and on. Yeah, it's 52 episodes. So well, they're no, often yeah. like 15 minutes, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and they're about 11, 11 to 15 minutes long. Mm. And no one writer can produce 52 episodes. So there's always opportunities for writers to, you know, get... I mean, you might start off with only uh, being allowed to write one script, but you'll you'll progress up the ladder and you'll be asked to do four or five. And And here comes the kicker. Are you ready yeah. for this? It's better money than, than really? writing sitcoms. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm literally making a yeah, note now to email my agent yeah. and say, get me on kids' TV. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> seriously. And they're a joy no, to do. True. You know, I, I worked on Waffle the Wonder oh, Dog. Oh, yeah. We watch a lot of Waffle. And, ah. oh, well, I mean, they're, they're, it's just a joy and, it, and it's just really good fun. Really good fun, and you also you you like when I was working on Paddington, you you meet the most amazingly funny, brilliant comedy writers working on it, and you learn so much. You know, I'm 53. I've been in this game for God knows how long now, but I I still learn things uh, from really yeah. good people, and yeah. that's another thing is to always be open to to learning and and watching people who are better yeah, than you definitely. and you will always learn stuff always the way they the way they construct a joke the way they construct a, a script you, you're always learning into you know because each show has a different energy to it and each show has has sort of a, a different structure and what is needed from it and you learn every time you do it you think okay well that's different from that look how different Paddington is from Danger Mouse mm-hmm. for example um, or from Waffle the Wonder Dog, and it's it's just a really good way of earning a a living if you can't get a sitcom. That is, this is brilliant advice. This is absolutely amazing advice that I'm genuinely going to turn into action as soon as we finish this recording this episode. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. You absolutely one hundred percent should. Yeah. You know, for instance, I can't tell you what it is, but for instance, um, about halfway through first lockdown i was sitting and i and i was doing that thing of thinking okay i need to start hustling for what i'm going to be doing at the end of the year because you know think things i'll have finished that job and then i'll have nothing to do what 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 do i need to do and there's a an animation company that i've always 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 wanted to work for and so i I didn't even go through my agent. I just contacted them direct and sent them some scripts I'd written. And now I'm working for them. Amazing. So that's how it works. You know, it's be proactive. Think to yourself, okay, what shows are on? Who do I want to write for? 
I got the Paddington job because I tweeted about it. Really? I, li- <laughs> I got the Paddington. Twitter's done some good. I for got once. the Paddington job because I saw that there was announcement that there was going to be a new series, and I just tweeted, "How do I get to work on this?" Amazing. That's how I, you know, it's be, be vocal. If there is a show yeah. you want to work on, either contact the, the the production company or say to your agent, "Can you please tell them I want yeah. to write for them?" You wouldn't. You would be amazed how production companies are. They are desperate for people who wow. can do it. Okay. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing that today. That's my afternoon. That's my afternoon Good. sorted. Good. And, on, and seriously, if if you wanted if you want advice, you've got my Thank email. You. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you. Really Anytime. Kind. Really Anytime. That. I think um, it's thing. I I think I put a tweet out a little while ago actually saying you know um, creativity was t- for me was ten percent making stuff, ninety percent hustle. Yes, it's, you've got to. I mean, you, might, that that equation might even be wrong. You've got to constantly um, yeah. be hustling. <laughs> Constantly. But it is. It's just constant hustle, isn't it? I yeah, think that's you're a, the thing. And I think you're a business. Just keep yeah. saying that again and again yeah. and again to yourself. You are a business. Yeah. And you're just advertising your business, aren't you? And flogging it around. And I think that's something I think we sometimes people come into perhaps come into a creative industries a little bit um, starry eyed and thinking that, you know, don't think about that necessarily that part of the job. Well, I think also that there's there's because we have the agent system, you mm. sort of think, oh well, I just mm. sit here waiting for my agent to to phone me. I thought that and tell me that that someone has yeah. asked for me. No, that's yeah. not how it yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> it's not how it works. You you have got to do it. You you are your business. You have got to make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean. Yes, I mean I've got a lovely agent, but yeah, I I think I often, you know, uh, I will pick up leads myself and then sort of then then send them her way. So I think it's yeah. And like and the um, other, and the other thing as well is is again if 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 you're someone who uh, can write books but can't get a new one commissioned because you're caught in that you know the the catch twenty two of oh I'm I'm not a bestseller but I'm I'm also not a debut author. <laughs> Write, put yourself, get your agent to 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 put you on the list as being the person who will write books for celebrities, because that is also a way of making money. Yeah. yeah. Because there are lots and lots and lots of books that are not written by the person whose name is on the cover, and you get paid to do that. I'm not going to um, put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> is that something you would consider doing? Excellent. Okay. Excellent. That is good advice. This is, I would say, this is our best episode for tangible advice for creatives. This has been really, really helpful. I hope, I hope people listening are making notes as well because, um, yeah, this is genuinely really helpful. It, I, I just think it's really important that that people sitting at home who want to be writers and, and are feeling, you know, despairing. You know, don't do not worry. We're all we all despair because we're we're not in a we're not in a a, a, a and I'm putting this in inverted commas yeah. proper yeah. job. We we are we are all self-employed people who have to make our business yeah. work, and sometimes that can feel really super overwhelming. But 
it's always good to have a plan and it's good to have lists and it's good to have a plan and you need to think about, okay, what can I do that earns me money? And there are ways of doing it and there are plenty of ways of doing it. You just have to get your foot in the door and have access to it and be methodical about it. But it can be done. There are people out there that want to give you money for your creativity. It's just finding them. Set up, yeah, you know, persistent. set up a Patreon. Think, okay, what can I, what can I do um, that 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 will make my Patreon be something that people want to subscribe to? And you, it'll be really slow, but but don't despair. It's it's just about building it up and and keeping it going. Yeah. And and it it just always operate on the basis of if you build it, they will come. Great. There's a brilliant quote, and I um, I might be misquoting and I'm paraphrasing it slightly, but um, was one of the people that helped develop one of the first computers, and they sort of said about um, his success, and he said, if you've got a good idea, you've got to shove it down people's throats. <laughs> and I think that's so true. I think, we yeah, we have to... Like you say, that that whole business, the business model has to be about putting ourselves out there, hustling, um, telling people about stuff all the time, not be afraid to do that. I think sometimes we can shy away. But it can be awkward, like, can't you know, it? It can feel but awkward doing that. It, it, mm. I, it, I think I think you have to think of yourself as, as two separate entities. One is the creative person who is creating your content with your name on it. And the other entity is the jobbing writer who is very much behind the scenes and who is providing content for other people's ideas. And that's equally mm. as valid and yeah. actually is is probably the thing that, that will sustain you the most financially. But, but it, it's, you'll be amazed how, how, how people sort of will turn their nose up at being a jobbing writer, but trust me, it's, it's mm. really good. I would happily do that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, absolutely. Well, Emma, it's been so lovely to talk to you. Oh, it's been lovely I mean, to talk to you too. Huge fan of your work and also on Twitter, which you are ever vested <laughs> I'm not backwards and coming forward, am no. I? No. <laughs> to hell with it. To hell but with it. I them. like that. To hell, to hell with the wrongs. To hell with them. There's so many wrong'uns though. There's so many wrong'uns, and they need to be called out. Um, I was going to ask you just then, actually, when you were talking about um, job being jobbing writer, if you did the government's um, retrain um, <laughs> survey to see what you came out as. Oh yes, I, c- I came out as a boxer, <laughs> and I came out as a boxer and a football referee, which I'm ready Amazing. to embrace. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I love a Which whistle. Which one are you going to do first? Oh, football referee. I love a okay. whistle and I love taking down names in a little book. So that satisfies every every dark wish that I've ever had. Oh, I was thinking you might come out as a lawyer. Um, no. I actually, no. interestingly, I did do a program for Radio 4 called The Wrong Job and it was about peop- how, how many people, it's over 70% of people are miserable in their job. And I, I did a two-part series about this, and I had to take one of those uh, psychometric tests. Oh, 
okay. that tells you what you what your personality and your strengths, etc., and what you should be. And I came out lawyer. Really? Okay. I was furious. <laughs> yes. Like, ah, shit. Yes. <laughs> I left that stuff behind. Yeah. I I should have been a yeah, but it was really yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah, have you done it, Charles? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done it. No. I was I'm, worried I it would it come out as like yeah. a. I don't know. Maybe I should. I'm. I'm not sure. My wife and I are going through uh, applying for. A, we're remortgaging, so I'm like, I don't want to do it in case it ruins anything with that. But once that's all settled, I might do it. I don't know. What they're going to? I don't know. Data I get worried sometimes that like, oh no, sorry, you, you should. Uh, we've decided you're going to be a uh, teacher, so um, actually we're changing your mortgage. Um, so I'm a bit paranoid about that. I don't know how that would change anything. But... <laughs> So that's quite very paranoid. paranoid. I'm quite a paranoid person, to be honest, Charles. So um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it for now. I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be paranoid because you know the shit show that we've got going on. We've in just waited so long Western for this, world. like how stuff. You have every right to be paranoid. Done, and then I'll do. Yeah, then I'll take the survey. Then you can take the and, survey um, afterwards. I mean, football referee is a great one. I've done. I have refereed once before my old Sunday it? team, and it, yeah. it's very difficult. It is. Turns out. It's not a popular position to be on the on the pitch. Oh, I w- I would embrace <laughs> it. I would em- I would embrace the, that movement. Yeah. The the shooing the shooing <laughs> shooing them away. Yeah, shooing them away and and not yeah. listening to their to their wibbles. And uh, I would very much enjoy uh, doing you, the cards. I would yes. very and just blowing a whistle. Are you aware of yes, Mike please. Dean? He's he's known as the celebrity referee because he very much like that embraces all that he, he gives no look penalty he, yeah he gives no look showman penalty. he's a showman he points the spot and looks the wrong way he uh, he he loves oh being a referee. i love that to be honest i'm a big fan of him yeah oh, i is, love that he's brilliant oh i love yeah. that i love that i would i would trot yeah. like a pony yeah, he does up and down <laughs> yeah yeah i think we do need more flam- totally flamboyant yeah. referees celebrity rest yeah. so wait for yeah it. i think it's yeah it's, it's, it's we're oh, missing the it. premier league <laughs> <laughs> I'd absolutely oh, love great. it. <laughs> oh. Well, Emma, no, it has been an absolute treat to talk to you. Um, before you go, we always ask our guests at the end of the podcast if they can give us, uh, give our listeners some advice on blank moments. Now, I guess we've talked a little bit about sort of getting through those difficult moments for yourself, you know, particularly with about hustling and all that kind of stuff. So if anyone's going through any difficult moments in their own career or life, is there any sort of few words of advice you can give them? Yes, I would say no hard day lasts forever. Yeah, very true. Oh, that's nice. Number one, and nothing is ever as brilliant as you think it is and nothing ever is as terrible yes. as you think it is. And every new day is a new start. Love it. Love it. Absolutely spot on. Very nice. And succinct. <laughs> my, my, my pleasure. <laughs> I think I've rambled on long enough. I'll keep keep the last moment nice and short. (laughs) But basically, I I live by that. No hard day lasts forever. Well, that can be so applicable to to, to so so many different situations. And 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 it's absolutely true, Uh, whether it's... Yeah, and everybody has them. And anyone that that, that says they don't is lying. Yeah, you are not alone. I've been saying that a lot to, to a lot of people recently who've been getting in touch, saying that they're having difficult times and... I think yeah, you you have to realise that you know that we're all in yeah. this together, really. Agreed. Yeah. Well, c- 
Can, before we go, I I wanted to ask you if you can remember what that set was that started your Lego fascination. Yes, it was uh, the Land Speeder, Luke's Land Speeder, oh, Star Wars. Of that. course, he's got it. Oh, look, it's in a drawer. Oh, look at wow. that. Oh, oh. It's in the Star Wars Now, drawer. I wasn't expecting that, Giles, that you were going to pull mm. out completed pieces from those drawers. I, th- I some, thought... There were some and some. Okay, so mm. there, are, there are other ones that have got, like, this box is... There's a box of just stuff. Oh, no, that's completely uh. unacceptable. <laughs> Sorry. I'm s- just, just, just pull that out and let me look at it. <laughs> Well, no, I, well like I want a Lego doctor. Before... <laughs> Let's get a box of Lego. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. I'm like I'm like Marie Kondo, but Does for it Lego. Joy, Does it spark joy? Yeah. No, 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 if I no, say no. to you, bear, I have multiple, multiple Tupperware that bear has. Bear with me. Oh God, that makes got... that's giving me a pain in my vagina <laughs> just looking at that. <laughs> I have got. Separate boxes of I mean, pieces. What, I mean, what is even... That's, we, that's well, this just, one. That's just a mess of pieces. So this is oh, just God, random... No. This is random bits. Charles, you've ruined the podcast. Bear with me, bear with me. This is this is random bits, okay, that have just have no home, okay? So they're just no, random no, bits. No, 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 no. We let me stop you there. No, let me stop you there. No, let me stop you there, Giles. That is not random bits that haven't got a home. Those are bits that you haven't bothered to 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 to, to sort. Well, that's true. But we've got we've got them in colour boxes. So we've got black, grey, white, red. They're in. They're just in their colours. I mean, but they are random that. pieces. I'll vaguely upset that. Ah, <laughs> uh, not where I thought the podcast was going to go. But I'm enjoying this. No, I mean it's 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 almost making me heave. It's it's. Very deeply upsetting. There's green. Mm. <laughs> Not very many green. Mm. Um, red. Yeah. Red there. That file is slightly more acceptable. Yeah. But. I will caveat that we have got two boys who are not good at keeping the lego yeah i mean i do understand that i can't be fully to be blamed (laughs) i in in the lego shed if i just say to you i have hundreds of little Mm. pots and if every single pot has uh just one type of lego piece in it and they and they're and and on the front of each pot there is either a a a picture of that piece so I know immediately where to go to get it, <laughs> or or there is um, a label. Imagine that. Yeah. So my wife got one of those Dymo label makers. Yes. She has, she has labelled everything. Look. Okay. Uh, well, at least she's at least there are labels, so we we can part on good terms. Emma, there's a Thanks. show you need to watch. I was worried. A show there. you need to watch on Netflix called The Home Edit. And it and it is exactly the home that. Edit. Okay. These two ladies that come into people's homes. And they put stuff in boxes and they organise stuff. And as you're talking about your shed there, mm. I was just imagining this show. Because that's exactly what I would do. I would have multiple boxes with signs on. That calms me, thinking of all that organised show. Yeah. In fact, if you, you, could, you, you can get a taste of, of my boxes because there, there are some in vision uh, at, when, I've, I'm when, say, when I'm in I... the wide shot uh, on Relax with Bricks. So if... if, if, if if looking at little Tupperware boxes with labels on uh, yeah. makes you feel happy, then come join me on Relax with Bricks. <laughs> what, a, what a link. What a plug. <laughs> Brilliant plug at the end there. <laughs> Excellent.
Well, thank you, Emma. Um, it, honestly, it's yeah, been a real treat you. and privilege to talk to you and um, wanting to get you on the podcast for ages. So thank you so much. My pleasure. So been thanks lovely. for all the advice. It's been that is genuinely, genuinely really helpful advice. Mm. I found it helpful and I hope our listeners Yeah, and, and, and honestly, if, if, if anyone wants advice, they can they can ask me on Twitter at any any point and I'll be very happy to, to speak that to you. That is really, so. really helpful. Anytime. Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. What a great episode. That was such a good episode. Well, there you go. I told you it was a it was a pod jam packed with advice. I mean, if you are someone out there looking to get into writing or creativity, I mean, you won't find a better hour of advice no, anywhere. Not at I all. Think. And how lovely of Emma at the end as well, also to say, just if anyone wants to get in contact with her on Twitter, just send her a message, and she's happy to to give anyone some advice. And that's so lovely. I get off. I mean, it's interesting from a writing point of view because I get a lot of people messaging me as well. Um, on Twitter, like get DMs and stuff from people asking how to sort of get started and or they've written something and where to go next. And um, it's always lovely to pass on that knowledge or, you know, mm. uh, or a few words of advice to people because I know, I think when I first started, I, I have to admit, I couldn't find anyone who would give me any advice. So I always feel like actually mm. now it's really nice to be able to pass on that stuff to people because, um, well, I think maybe because I'm sorry, just going saying why I, I wouldn't have got that I don't know it might have been a bit difficult more difficult then I suppose when I started writing we didn't have social media hadn't really kicked in so there wasn't access necessarily to to people that there is now you know you can just message um, people a bit, a bit more easily and have access to people a bit more easily so perhaps that's why but yeah I always think that you know it's nice to be able to pass on that, that knowledge to people that may be you know trying to start out because it's not easy at the beginning of, a, of no. attempting something creative no, it's not at all. I think it's really nice to be able to pass it on. And then you hope that those people, if they ever get to a position where they can pass on advice, they do the same thing. And I think that's that's what keeps us going as creatives and as humans, isn't it? Being oh, able to well, yeah, I'd like to think so. I know um, it doesn't always come across that way. But yeah, I think, uh, you know. <laughs> no, but even all the more reason to do yeah. it then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's why, you know, that's, and I think, you know, how nice sometimes I think, you know, uh, if someone that you really respect or a fan of just comes and gives you a bit of, you know, just even if it's just a few words of advice or encouragement, how much more that means mm. to you, you know, if if there's someone that you whose work that you admire, or whatever. So I think you know, it's it's always really special. So I always think that's a nice thing to do to people. When I was a kid, I was really into animation. When I was about nine or oh, 10 really? or what? eleven, what kind? I was, obs- I was um, stop. Okay, like animation. Wallace and Gromit type sort so of stuff. I was obsessed. Yeah, I was obsessed with Wallace and Gromit. Um, and and Ardman Animations, and I wrote to Nick Park, who's the guy who yeah, created Ardman Animation. I would have been about yeah, was I in primary school, or secondary school? I must have been nine or ten or eleven. And he wrote back, and he wrote back, and he sent me a folder full wow. of advice. And we're talking like 20, 20 pages worth of do this, try this, do this, whatever. He'd really put so much effort, and I just remember being so blown away that he. Must, it would have taken him a couple of hours it's to amazing. get all this That's information brilliant. together. And he was so, so helpful. Um, of course, I never did animation again after that because uh, I'm an idiot. Um, it turns out it's very hard. It's, it's very, very time-consuming, I think. <laughs> it's 
It's very dark. I did not have the attention span. I'm sorry, Nick, if you're listening. Um, but it was just such a lovely gesture, and I've I've always remembered what just that fantastic gesture that he he did then. So, but it's um, not to say that yeah, oh, well, and, you didn't go into that specific thing. But it's not to say that didn't have an impact on you to like to just you know become you know be more creative and be you know yeah. follow your yeah. follow your dreams as it were. So yeah. Mm, still mm. being creative yeah still being creative so yeah actually it probably did have an an, an impact on me pursuing a creative uh, life have you still got so, his address uh, we should get thank him on you the nick <laughs> oh this was a long time ago no it would, it would have been a postal it would have been postal address yeah. and uh well nick if you're listening it's probably long gone nick if you're listening one thank yeah, you congrats on the oscars and uh yeah do, do yes. come on <laughs> and and come on the podcast <laughs> oh dear right shall we um we should Take really, but we should tell people about our Kofi page. Yes, yes, Kofi or Kofi? Well, I say, I never, yeah, I see, know. it's funny, isn't it? Because it's, I say Kofi, but it probably, the fact that you can buy people a coffee does sort of suggest that it is coffee. Coffee? It's because it's got the hyphen yeah. in the middle, so it seems like it may be. I'm going to say Kofi, you say coffee, and we'll call the whole thing off. Okay. <laughs> excellent yeah great reference uh great song um well look it's so the website for our coffee obviously this is like a thing that a lot of people are doing during lockdown and you can sort of support your creatives or podcasts is coffee.com ko-fi.com forward slash blank podcast um and people have already have they what lovely people yeah so let me just read a couple out uh michelle longstaff um rachel stalker charlie hugh jones Van Gogh, find yourself. Oh, oh amazing! Name. Um, have all bought us coffees. Oh, so thank, thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, what you an know, absolute. You, you really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, well, so so um, thankful for that. That's lovely. So yeah, if you do fancy buying us a coffee, if you like what we do, um, then do head over to our Kofi Coffee page, and um, <laughs> and and yeah, get us, grab us a coffee. We'd really appreciate it. I mean, obviously we we do this for the love, um, so it's, yeah. it'd be nice to. Um, to have a coffee. Kofi makes me think of Kofi Annan, former head of. When I've typed it in to Google before, it's come up with um, various people that I think are called Kofi, as opposed to coffee. So yeah, which reminds me of a meme I saw a long time ago when memes first mm. were a thing on the internet, which was the cell on it said um kofi annan has bounty placed on his head and there's a picture of kofi annan with a bounty bar on his head it's a very very simple oh. joke but it always made me laugh and to think about it now still yeah. makes me chuckle so that's my memory of kofi annan an incredibly uh successful humanitarian yeah. who uh you know changed the un for years but um that's imagine a time when we look back and think god huh, we used to like memes <laughs> yeah while the world's burning <laughs> around us <laughs> It'd be like one of those um, BBC programs, like best, best of the twenties. Yeah. Oh, best of the twenty teens. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Well, those you know they have these talking heads with like sort of celebrities of the day. Yeah, my yeah. favourite meme was the yeah, Kofi yeah. and Bounty could, meme. Uh, mate, this time we me. could we could get signed up for those programs. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. This is what this pod's about. It's just laying, laying the, the foundation for yeah. us to be invited onto onto that. I want to send you the meme, by the way. Thanks very much. Yeah, I'd like so to see that. I'll look forward to that. <laughs> right. No one's no. listening at this point. Uh, but, so if you are, thank yeah. you. You're a legend. But yeah, yeah. Get us a coffee if you fancy. And um, obviously tweet us and email us. We'd love to hear from you. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week on the Blank Podcast. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.